Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center. Tonight, we just, we want to continue in uh, what we were speaking about last week, uh, last Wednesday. I want to remind everyone, please lift our pastors up, cover them in prayer. Come on now, I mean, really go in and cover them in prayer. Because pastors all over, pastors over America, uh, in a, around the world are under attack. They're under attack. Uh, I don't know if you saw the news. Uh, there was a, a pastor that uh, got caught in some adultery. And then, uh, and then I saw another thing where, you know, where this organization is trying to boot out Franklin Graham, Pastor Franklin Graham, trying to boot him out because he prayed and thanked God for being good to us during the a pandemic. I thought to myself, they're mad about that. They're mad because he said, thank you for blessing us, keeping us during COVID-19 during the pandemic. And I thought the nerve of the devil, you know, they want to kick him out because of that. And I thought to myself, you still breathing? That's a blessing. Hello? If you still breathing, you are blessed. You have a roof over your head today, you are blessed. If you have a job today, guess what? You are blessed. And so there is a t- an attack, if you don't know it, against the church, the body of Christ, against Christ himself. There is an attack against Christians. And so the Bible says that the kingdom of God suffereth violence. Now, this ain't my message, so don't, uh, don't get in a hurry to leave. <laughs> uh, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. So if you don't know it, the enemy is fighting Christians today. And we are in a war. And I know people who preach messages say, we, don't, we no longer have to fight. Uh, yes, we do. I'm here to tell you, we have to fight. And Jesus won the battle, but you have to fight. The Bible says that when they were going into the promised land, God told them it's yours, (laughs) but you got to go in and fight for it. And so anything in the kingdom that you uh, are are in need of, that you want, you trying to keep, guess what? You're going to have to fight for it. Because the enemy is trying to take it from you. And he wants to destroy you. And so we have to fight. And so I'm so glad that we have warriors that come out on Wednesday night to learn how to fight. 
to fight a good warfare, to fight the good fight of faith. Come on. We have to fight. And so tonight, uh, we want to continue. This is like time to grow up part two. Time to grow up part two. And our, our scripture is found in 1 Corinthians 13 and 11. And we're kind of going to, I'm just going to recap on, a, on where we, what we went over on Wednesday. And then we're going to go into uh, the rest of it there. And kind of just want to just teach a little bit. 1 Corinthians 13 and 11 says this. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, he didn't say I pray away. He said I put away childish things. Father God, tonight, Lord, help us. Help us to grow up. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So on Wednesday, we, we talked about uh, growing up, maturing. You know, as Pastor Caitlin said to, tonight, our motto is maturing in Christ and reaching in love. And, and, uh, and it's important to know that because when you come to Bethel Family Worship Center, you should know that we're going to push you to a place of maturity. You can't stay a child all your little Christian life. You can't stay in spiritual adolescence for two, three, 10, 20, 30 years and think that you are doing something in Christ. On Wednesday, we spoke about the, that maturity is based on three things. It's based on, according to this scripture, going by uh, 1 Corinthians 13 and 11, maturity is based on your speech, your understanding, and your thoughts. Now that if you're still thinking the same way after 10 years, your speech is the same after 10 years, 5 years, 20 years, if all that is the same, your understanding is the same, then you have not matured. You have not grown up. You are still a child. Turn to your neighbor and say, grow up. <laughs> because we have to make sure that what we are thinking, what we are speaking, what we are understanding lines up with the word of God. Listen, I'm here to tell you tonight, if, if what you're speaking doesn't line up with the word of God, you're immature. 
If what you are, are, are understand does not line up with the word of God, you're immature. You know, people think that uh, I, I saw, well, Lord help Jesus. <laughs> I heard a person, a person said that, uh, that they were told, a friend of mine said that, that he knows of some people that were told uh, not to give their tithe. And, uh, and this person is in leadership that said that. Uh, and some people did that. And thank God many of them were convicted by the Holy Ghost. But when someone is saying something that does not line up with the word of God, you have to check it. You'll find that people, when people say things that don't line up with the word of God and people just go along with it, guess what? They're immature. They're still a child. Because the word says, <laughs> bring ye all the tithe into the house. Amen. 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 When someone on television says to you, send me your tithe, and you already have a church home, but you send them your tithe anyway, you are a child. You are immature in the things of God. And listen, you know, when people do that, I want to tell them, so when you send uh, nothing against TV evangelists, nothing against pastors who's on, who are uh, on television, no, nothing against them. And if God has called you to do that, told you to do that, you better do it. Be on television. But if you're going to tell people to send their tithe, you need to address who you're talking to. People who don't have a church home. Amen. Because if you're just going to throw that out there, uh, when somebody calls you and, and from you don't know who they are, uh, Somebody calls you to come and marry them, bury them, come on, <laughs> pray for them at the hospital. Uh, you need to show up because you told them to send their tithe. It puts a level of responsibility on you. Y'all don't want to go there. <laughs> this grow up time. <laughs> and then... If you send your tithe to somebody on television and you, you go to church here, call them when you want them to come and marry you and bury your relatives and pray for you at the hospital. Come on. <laughs> Talk to somebody saying, you better grow up. <laughs> so we went through also 
the story of the prodigal son in Luke 15, 11 through 19. And uh, we spoke about how that uh, he was in his father's house and, and there's an inheritance in the house and there's sons in the house and servants in the house and how that you have to decide if, if you just want to pastor, you want to be a servant and you just want to pastor and you want somebody that when you come in, they're just going to give you the bread. You have to decide if you're going to stay in, in that realm or if you're going to move to a, another dimension and become a son. You make that choice. You make that decision. And we spoke about how he spoke as a child. How he spoke as a child to uh, his, his father and his immaturity. He demanded what was his. And how that he understood as a child. Because he wasted his riotous living. He devalued his brother. He devalued his covering. And he devalued his father. Tonight we want to continue on with this. With how he thought as a child. He thought as a child. The Bible says that he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. That's in verse 15, in Luke 15, verse 15. It says he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. He sent him into his fields to feed swine. He thought now as a child. And we know this because he's going to go and feed swine. And the interesting thing is that being a Hebrew, they had nothing to do with swine. Had nothing to do with pigs. But, and he, so he grows up with the mindset that the, the pig is unclean. We're not gonna be. We're not gonna touch it. We're not gonna get around it. We're not gonna eat it. Now, most of all, now listen. Most of us wouldn't even made it in that day. Tell, come on, tell the truth now. We, matter of fact, it's, it's when I mention that, some of y'all tune me out right there. But like, look, I, well, not me, because I'm sure eating some pork. <laughs> But that's, that's how they were raised. It was about, uh, uh, and God had given them dietary laws about what's clean and what's unclean. And, and it's important to know that because God was laying out a principle that if you put unclean in you, then unclean is going to come out. And so he knows this, but he joins himself to a citizen of that country and, sent, and, the, and this guy sent him into his fields to feed the swine. And I thought about children. 
Do you know this about children? When they, when they go to kindergarten, preschool, their first day as in class, when they come home, everybody's their friend. Everybody. They said, where you get that from? Johnny, he's my best friend. You just met Johnny today. <laughs> Everybody's their friend. Because now, in this state, his thinking is immature. He's thinking like a child. You know, it is amazing to me how many people come to church thinking that everybody gonna be their friend. We do that at church. It, they think everybody is for their good. And I won't say how naive of you. <laughs> because we do that, we think, listen, if you think everybody's sitting in the pew is saved, you, 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 <laughs> you out there. <laughs> because his immaturity now because of his immaturity whoever comes along he thinks is looking out here for his good and see you have to be careful about who you lend your ear to because not everybody is out for your good especially when something happens in the church and things didn't quite go the way you wanted it to go. So you didn't get the solo. Guess what? There's a citizen that's going to sit right next to you. <laughs> uh-huh. Going to sit right next to you to get up in your ear. Well, they wrong for that. You can seem better than so-and-so. You can seem better than Sister Jones. Come on. And people listen to that. He, he raised the Hebrew, raised, knew the dietary laws, but all of a sudden he's joined to somebody and this guy's going to convince him now to go feed his swine. You, can, you can't listen to everybody. You cannot listen. You cannot listen to everybody. Now, am I saying people, when they say things, they're always, they're, uh, they're purposely planting a seed? No, because many times people are being used by the devil and don't even know it. It happened to Peter. He said, no. You ain't going, you ain't dying. You ain't going to the cross. Jesus said, uh-oh, uh Satan. Peter didn't even know that he was being used by the devil. And many people, they don't know that they're being used by the devil. Because what they do, sometimes they, you know, the people want to know stuff. How come you ain't singing no more? How come you ain't on the praise team no more? How come you ain't teaching no more? And this is where we have to be grown up enough to say, listen, 
That's none of your business. <laughs> we got, listen, we got to grow up. I wonder why they ain't here no more. I wonder why they stopped coming. See, people get in your ear. And because we're immature, we listen to it. And we're now, watch this. We're about to feed off something that's unclean. You don't know the whole story. And in most cases, people are only going to tell you their side. They're going to tell you what leadership did. They're going to tell you what the coordinator did. They're not going to tell, they're going to tell you what the usher did. They're not going to tell you that they didn't want to go to their seat like they were supposed to. Come on. <laughs> so this is where, so his, his thinking, his thinking, he has childlike thoughts. And that scripture, uh, verse 16 says, he would have, he lusted now. That word fame means to lust after. He lusted. To fill his belly with the husk that the swine did eat. Now he's not just with the swine. He's going to eat what they eat. They eat mess. He's going to eat mess. Listen. They're eating drama. Now you're going to eat drama. This is one thing I do know. If, if you're the type of person that you like things messy, God, what God will do, he will allow you to serve the God of that mess. Yeah, he'll leave you right with it. You serving that thing now because you like mess, like trouble, you like drama, like gossip, like to get into other people's issues. Turn to your name and say, grow up. <laughs> we got to grow up, my goodness. His thinking has been downgraded. It's been downgraded. At one time, he's in his father's house and he's an heir. He carried himself differently. He's like, look, I know I'm somebody. I'm in my father's house. I'm a son. I'm an heir. I'm blessed. And now, look how far he's gone. He's about to eat what the swine are eating. You got to watch who you give your ear to. How do you, how do we grow up? How do we grow up? Well, Paul said he put away childish things. First, you have to put away childish thoughts. You have to put away childish thoughts. When I was thinking about this, I, I kind of 
all of this is, has been uh, is from experience. I just want you to know, just dealing with people. Some situations that we've been in uh, before even coming to Bethel, some situations being here at Bethel. So all of this, it, it really is from experience and observing people. We have to put away childish thoughts. I wrote down the first one here is childish dreams. Childish dreams. This is people who are, they're dreaming without doing. Do you know how many people come here and say God gave them, they have a dream to feed the hungry. They have a dream to house orphans. They have a dream to serve in ministry. They have a dream for this and a dream for that. And we watch them, and all we see them do, the only dreaming we see them do is when they fall asleep in a chair doing service. <laughs> dreaming without doing. Oh, I can't tell you how many times that people have come to uh, Lisa and I, and they said, oh, we want to start this outreach, or we want to do this type of outreach ministry, or we want to do this. this. And, we, and we watched them. We're like, okay, okay, let's get a plan together. Let's do such and such. And then a year later, they're still dreaming. Two years later, they're still dreaming. Five years later, they're still dreaming. Dreaming without doing. Well, they had come in with a dream of being involved in a ministry, teaching children the word of God, serving in the house of God, dreaming, but still not doing. You're childish. He said, I had to put away childish, childish thoughts. Childish thoughts. If you're dreaming and not doing, you're a child. We got to grow up. Childish desires. That's coveting. Lusting. Envying. I, I looked at those words up and included in that was backbiting. And uh, people have childish desires. You, you, are, you still think like a child if you want somebody else's husband. You're very immature if you want somebody else's wife. Childish. Envious. Oh, my goodness. They envy whoever's, envy whoever's on stage. Envy. Whoever has a microphone. Whoever's in charge of, of something, you know. In the body of Christ, we have this bad, childish, in the body. We are so immature. Childish is drifting back and forth. So many people, they back and forth. In and out. 
They're here for a little while. They leave for a little while. Then they come back for a little while again. Childish. <laughs> they have a short attention span. Short attention span. Pastor preached way too long. <laughs> well, most of the time they say Pastor Wade. But <laughs> you, you have a short attention span. This, this is, listen, this is real life. How many of you during the quarantine you would have came in here and you'd have sat here all day. Come on. Then watch soon as the doors open. People in a hurry again. In a, in a hurry. To get back out to what? Virus? To get back out to what? Riots? You, you in a hurry to get back out to what? People depressed and oppressed? Childish. Don't worry, I ain't going to keep you all night. <laughs> childish. We have to put away childish toys. Because children have an attraction for toys. Oh, my goodness. Because, listen, they're attracted to what they see. So a, you get a child that's in a crib, and you take the toy, and you wave it, you know. They, they're stuck on it. They're looking. But we do that. Get a house, car. Come on. We're attracted to our toys. Get a motorcycle, boat, etc., whatever it is. And we get so attracted to those things that we lose focus on God's kingdom, God's church, God's people, children. We got to grow up. This came, listen, this came to me during the quarantine. I could, we were watching television, and I kept seeing this commercial. And this commercial bugged me over and over. I was just like, God, why does this disturb me? And it's a commercial. It's a Mountain Dew commercial with this, this, this rap group called Migos. And listen, I don't listen to their music. I had to look up who they were. And this rap group, they're riding around on big wheels doing this. Y'all seen this commercial? That commercial bugged me to no end. They're riding around on big grown men, riding around on big wheels, you know, got gold chains on and stuff, you know, you know and carrying on. <laughs> And that, it kept bugging me every time it came on. I said, and I told my wife, I said, I don't know why that's bugging me. And so then I was watching it one day and it came, watching television one day and that commercial came on. And I said, God, 
why does this bother me? And God said, that's the church. Still riding around on their big wheel. Grown. Grown people. Refusing to become an adult. Refusing to be, to be mature. Just riding around on their big wheel in the church. And we, we've got to grow up. They have an affection for their toys. People are very possessive over their toys. My goodness. But this is where we've come to in the church. And we've got to put away our childish toys. We've got to put away our childish tantrums. Oh, my God. After this one, I'm done. Childish tantrums. We have a tantrum, first of all, about the rules. Throwing a tantrum. Standards. Throwing a tantrum. You mean we got a call before we come to the church? You know, you mean to tell me, uh, yeah, listen, I joined the praise team, but I don't understand why I have to be on time to rehearsal. I mean, I got to be on time to something. We got to be, you expect me to be on time to rehearsal. People need to grow up. These are, this is, uh, you throwing a tantrum because you're lazy and you don't want nobody to call you out for being lazy. You know, you expect us to, they expect us to be on time for outreach. Yeah. Be on time. See, most people, I have to say most, Lord Jesus, the day we living in. But most people, listen, with your job, you on time. You are on time. They have a standard. You go by that standard. They have rules. You go by the rules. But see, in the church, because we have a childish mentality when it comes to the church, we think it's supposed to be a free-for-all. We think that, that when we say rehearsal, that we should just be happy just because you showed up. <laughs> Turn to the neighbor and say, grow up. This grow up, this grow up time. If, if you, have a, a, you have a position in the church and we start at a certain time, but we require you to be here an hour early. Don't throw a tantrum. An hour early. See, most people, if it, if it came to their career, they go along with it. And their job, they just, they just do it. Most of the time, no questions asked. In the house of God, though, we have more people throwing tantrums over following rules, over, over following the standards. 
in the body of Christ is like that. You know, somebody tell them they shouldn't wear something, you know, all of a sudden, you know, they're trying to control me. They won't let me be me. Thank God somebody ain't going to let you be you. Because <laughs> if we let you be you, my God. <laughs> Standards, rules. People throw a tantrum when people, listen, they, people throw a tantrum when somebody preaches against sin. Throw a tantrum. I've seen people who when pastor preached against drinking wine, they threw a tantrum and left the church. <laughs> Throwing a tantrum because the place that God called them to, that they said, that God called them to had some standards. And so they threw a tantrum. And you have to watch that. Because when you throw a tantrum, because of the rules, you don't know what spirit you operating in. Because who threw the first tantrum? Because of some rules. Because there was, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> the devil threw the first tantrum. He didn't like how God was running things. He told a third of the angels that God was trying to control him. Come on. And people fall in line with the same stuff. We have standards. We have rules. We have scripture. My God. <laughs> Put away your tantrum. Tantrum about rights. But well, that ain't fair. About what's fair? About what's fair instead of what's scriptural? Everybody wants their rights today. It's in the culture. Everybody wants the right to do whatever they want to do. We got, you have to watch this. Come on. Grown-up time. Is this grown-up time? We growing up. Listen, pay attention to the devices of the enemy. You let somebody say something about nowadays about what somebody's wearing, well, well, really not wearing, and then they're gonna say, "Oh, they body shaming me." No, you need to put on some clothes. Come on, because they think they have a right to wear whatever they want to wear and do whatever they want to do. You don't have that right. And, and, and listen, this is why we are in the place that we are today in the church in 2020. This is why we're here. Because we've been immature. Immature. Everybody wants their rights. You know, when I was growing up, I, I, don't, I never said I wanted the right to do nothing. In my mother's house, listen, in my mother's house, you, you had 
Full rights. That's it. You had your right arm, your right leg, your right eye, and your right ear. And if you wanted to keep it, <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about? Come on now. I wish I would have demanded my rights. I'm telling you. This, this is the day we're living in. This is why people... Listen, I know there are, are social issues that need to be addressed, but you have to pay attention to the atmosphere. I'm not against people who protest the right way, march the right way. Yeah. But listen, when people, people are tearing up things and violently burning buildings, tearing up buildings and doing all that, uh, there's a, there is a spirit at work. And I was, listen, I was watching television one day and I was, really dis, I was really disturbed about what I was seeing. And I said, God, people are violent and they're, they're angry and they're violent. And I said, look at this. And then God said, people in the world are violent because people in the church have been nonviolent. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. And so the devil knows that Christians in this time need to be violent. We got to be violent in our righteousness, violent in our holiness. We got to stand up. Listen, listen, if we don't get violent in serving God in the kingdom and enforce some things in the spirit realm, if we don't watch it, they're going to teach transgender in every school and every classroom. Yeah. It's because we've been, been nonviolent, they've passed the laws that they've been passing. I don't know about you. I'm tired of smel smelling marijuana everywhere I go. Go to the store, you smell marijuana. You can't go nowhere without smelling it. You know, because they done legalized it. Drive you drive down the street and have your, you have your windows up and you smell it in your car. And, and why, why were they able to get that to that point? Because Christians were nonviolent. Stood by. Let them do whatever. It's the world. Well, we're supposed to be running things. I know we're in this world, but we're not of this world, but we're the legislators of what happens in the earth. Whatsoever you bind in earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. We're the ones 
that allowed it because we were childish. We got to put away our childish tantrums. We got to put away our childish ways. When I, I'm done, but when I looked up that word, put away, that word put away is interesting. It means to unemploy. <laughs> Some of us have employed a childish spirit. <laughs> you, we've employed it. You, you know, when you employ someone, you employ them to work for you. And we have tried to use our childish ways to work for us. We do it. We do it in the home. Well, you ain't going to speak to me. I ain't going to speak to you. <laughs> we do it. <laughs> we do it on the job. We do it in the church. We employ that. that, that you employ that spirit. You throw a tantrum. Why? To get your way. I'm going to employ you to work on my behalf so that I can get what I want. We need to fire our childish spirit. <laughs> we need to fire our childish ways. We need to put immaturity on, uh, on the unemployment list. Put it in the unemployment line and just grow up. God's looking for a mature church. He said, strong meat belong to the mature. God's looking for a mature body, a mature Christian, somebody that's just grown up. One of the ways to grow up, I, I thought about this and you can stand. I thought about this. It's interesting that Paul puts a scripture about speaking about being a child and growing up in the middle of speaking about love. He, he, goes, he starts off, he's talking about love. You know, in chapter 12, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he talks about the gifts of the spirit. And then in chapter 13, he talks about charity, love. And then in the middle of that, he speaks about, well, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Understood as a child, I thought as a child. He said, but then when I matured, when I became a man, I became a woman, when I grew up, I put away childish things. And I thought about that. It almost seems like it doesn't fit in the line of thinking from that chapter, but really it does. If you want to grow up and mature, just operate in love. Just operate in love. Love doesn't assume the worst. 
Love doesn't speak evil of people. Love doesn't backbite, envy, covet. Love doesn't do that. From now on out, I want you to take an inventory of your thoughts. And when you start to think negative in any kind of way towards a person, towards a, the, the ministry, towards the pastor, towards the ushers, towards your wife, your husband, your children. Ask yourself, am I operating in love? They say the mind is the devil's playground. It's the battlefield of the mind. He wants to put negative thoughts in your mind about people because he's negative. And we all have to catch ourselves. There are people that left here in a bad way and then started a ministry. And I was like, oh, that's gonna, that's gonna fail, it's gonna, and then God said, uh-uh, you, you gotta think, you gotta change your thinking. You gotta, in love, pray for those people. I pray they're successful. I pray that they're fruitful. See, you have to do it in love. Everything you do, you have to do it in love. These people, there are people in the world today, oh my God, the murder rate in Indianapolis is sky high, higher than it's been. Some of the things that people are doing to one another, you is unbelievable. And sometimes you want to say, God, when is this going to be over? When are you going to do something? You kind of like, you get that David spirit. Lord, he said, Lord, break the teeth of the ungodly. <laughs> but you notice Jesus never said that. We have to still operate in love. He said, Lord. You know, whatever you got to do to save them. He still loves them. Even as messed up as they are, he still loves them. And as messed up as you are, guess what? He still loves you. It's just operate in love. You do that. You want to know how to, how to flow with leadership? Just operate in love. Does that mean that you're going to agree with everything? No. But see, in love, you lay down your rights. In love, you lay down your wants. See, when you love. And this is where God's trying to bring the body of Christ to. Where we really love one another. And love God. Love people as we love ourselves and love God with all of our heart. 
that's growing up. That's some grown up love. Come on now. That's some grown up love. I refuse to get offended. I refuse to get mad. I refuse to get upset. I'm a little, if it's something that's going to make me mad, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to let God handle it. I'm going to let God work it out. That's love. You mistreat me. You have said something about me. That's all right. I'm going to let God take care of that. Real love. Grown-up love matures you. Come on, lift your hands tonight. Most of the issues we deal with, really, you can trace it back to your love walk. Are you, do you love yourself the way you're supposed to? Do you love others the way that you should? Do you love God the way that you should? And loving God doesn't mean, listen, God loves you, but that doesn't mean he lets you get away with everything. That's not love. Let you do whatever you want to do. That's not love. Love will tell you you need to straighten it up. Love will tell you you need to button that shirt up, a couple more buttons. Love will tell you you need to pull those pants up, young man. That's love. Love will tell you you keep going down that road, it's not going to be good for you. It's love. So God loves us enough to tell us the truth. And the Bible says that we're supposed to tell each other the truth in love. And you got to tell the truth, and guess what? You got to receive it in love. So let's just take a moment. We're going to fix our love life. And it just begins with him. We're going to love on him. Is that okay? If we take a moment, love on the Lord. I want you to lift your hands tonight. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Bethel Family Worship Center.